Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of E-Commerce Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Scott DeGrossier, founder and CEO of Wicked Reports. I have with me today, Kirill Kirillov. Did I say that correctly? Completely right, buddy. Thank you so much for having me today. Nice. Now, Kirill is the manager of Rush. It's a Shopify shipment software that helps drop shippers, brand owners, and agencies increase their AOV and LTV, which I want to get into. I've been prowling around the site. I have a bunch of questions. And also yep. over 10 years of experience in e-commerce, which, you know, our, our wheelhouse on this podcast is e-commerce brands <laughs> looking to scale. So this will be a perfect uh, melding of need with something that you have and also some interesting stories. So really happy to have you today, Kirill. Thanks for joining. Pleasure is all mine. Uh, just so you know, it's like 9.30 p.m. on my end, but I'm super excited about uh, the call today. So let's kick in and just, you know, put me on the on the back burner and ask me the bad old questions. Sure. Well, the first one's related to your LinkedIn, which you can connect with him on I am Kareel. The truth job. <laughs> I was cracking up personally. Then again, and I was like, you know what? I want to drop shipping is like being pregnant. Everybody says congratulations, but nobody knows how many times you got banged. <laughs> banged, correct. Yeah, like. Explain that statement. I mean, well, I mean, the metaphor is hilarious, but I mean, behind the scenes, what? where did that come from? Oh, it came from the fact that I've, I've been doing myself dropshipping since 2016. And it started from the fact that I was just pondering about the idea, should I do print-on-demand or should I just do some uh, products from China? And let alone in the next couple of days in 2016, like in a matter of probably a week, uh, I scaled a product from zero to almost like 5,000 in revenue. And that pushed me to, oh, I'm going to make more out of it because I can see these easy dollars coming my way. And I kept pursuing that thing because I started building these relationships with some suppliers in China. And uh, like at some point, you are probably going to get attached to what you're doing right or wrong, but it's making you money and you're going to continue on doing the same old mistakes. And uh, after a while, I started realizing that I'm sitting right now on not like the right foundation when it comes down to building a good, solid brand that can provide more reasoning for anybody or any customer to come back and buy more complementary products and become from one time buyer, a second time buyer and like a repeat purchaser all the time. And it's, it's due to the fact that uh, I think right now it's not that hard, but like two years ago, it was definitely the case. Uh, Number one, supplies in China don't really speak good English. So you're having that uh, barrier of communication. You're trying to explain something. They're probably going to get it right. They're looking to squeeze the dollars at the end of the day. So they're going to just be sending a bunch of you know stupid you know uh, low quality products to the end consumer. You're going to have an increase in the chargebacks, in the returns, and losing some payment gateways that you've been putting up some time and effort to approve them to keep them uh, up to speed and uh, overnight they're going to be gone like paypal stripe you name it and it's an ending battle because uh, at least in 2019 i didn't really have the technology to support my activities with these huge you know processing and transit times and um uh, my wife and i were so lucky to have a baby in 2019 so i just took off a break for two months and revisit my journey to think about what I should, what should I do next? And you decided to get into the app space. So fulfilling and so challenging. Two things: <laughs> having a kid and having a, having a platform. 
most <laughs> fulfilling and challenging thing you'll do at the same time. I think year, I man. think the kid is actually the easy one. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, I mean, I, first of all, who wrote you LinkedIn? I have LinkedIn profile envy. Like, mine sucks. I'm looking at mine and he wasn't like, I love yours. Like, we could do a whole podcast just off things I've learned from your profile. Like I have three versions, by the way. I've done it myself, but right now we have an in-house team of lead gen guy and a copywriter, and we're switching my LinkedIn bio every once in a while. It really depends on what kind of you know outbound campaigns we're going to be putting up together, so that we can you know get some eyeballs from agencies, brand owners, whatsoever. So it's always going to be speaking to the right persona through the means of hey, I'm Kirill. And do you know that dropshipping really sucks? Let me help you out with that. Do you want to jump on a call with me and let me uh, let me show you what we've been putting up together in terms of technology for the past year and a half? Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. And and so getting into like one of the topics on there, which I know you can talk about from your website too, is you know ecom needs to increase LTV because you know the first purchase is not where you make the money; it's the second or the third. You know, ideally, infinite yes. amount of future ones. Now, I wouldn't normally think that, you know, tracking your package is going to, I mean, just because the fact you do it, have my brain spinning on what I might dream up, but you live in that space. How are you going to increase LTV just tracking a package or where's your order or all that stuff? Like, uh, like it's, it's, it's super, super, super simple. And it comes down to a point that you need to uh, provide the consumers, the buyers, with another reason to come back to the Shopify store, to the brand owner, and just spend more money by utilizing two important pages. Number one is the thank you page, which everybody's going to end up after making a purchase with uh, with the wallet in the hand. And number two is right after the purchase, everybody's so eager to understand when my item is going to get delivered and how long should I wait for my item to get delivered. And it's like a span of anxiety that you can capitalize on through taking into the deep technology and utilizing the data from the carriers and bringing the data in terms of you know filters and triggers to leverage platforms like Clavio, Omniscient, and a bunch of more coming up quite soon. Just because once you go down the rabbit hole, every single bit of information, as you probably know it better than myself, you can create your own custom events out of it and push more personalized messages to the end consumers. Usually what we see, it really depends on the vertical, whether you're doing print on demand, drop shipping, or you're a big brand selling supplements, skincare, it doesn't really matter. You should expect to get between three and six sessions per single buyer to come back and look up the order set of updates on your customizable tracking page. And if you're not only built tracking pages for the sake of building stupid tracking pages, but if you utilize the specific place of inventory that you have the eyeballs and the control of, you can create different kind of layouts which are conversion revenue optimized to initiate more people to click through, keep them in the funnel and present them more content, more reasoning for them to believe in your brand and build that trust and credibility. And this nature is going to turn into these customers pulling up the uh, the wallets once again and spending more money with the brand. And what we see across the board, by the way, without any exaggeration, is between, let's say that on Clavio, uh, mm-hmm. a single email to be sent out to the end consumer, which is the buyer, is probably going to uh, be getting between a dollar and four bucks every single time you're going to be sending these shipping notifications due to the fact that we're seeing an open rate between 50 and 80%. 
like that's in the in, in the in the ballpark and a click-through rate between 15 and 50 percent like these emails are like sms notifications sometimes but we're not going to stop here because we're leveraging push notifications and sms as well and it all comes down to connecting the dots not only let's send as much shipping information as possible but like how we can take the shipping information and uh, use it softly to put up more upsells and cross sales Mm. put up more gamifications oh we're running right now a reward campaign whatever the case might be so the good old you know bread and butter which is gonna uh bring back more eyeballs and you can monetize the eyeballs and make more money out of it pretty cool so yeah because track my package or details of your order people will i mean it makes sense i mean i do it i buy crap online all the time yeah particularly like we were just in napa we bought a ton of wine so when the package shipment email came it was from up the wine people aren't that savvy as marketers. It was just the UPS one. But if they would have had their own and said, hey, we're we're picking the grapes or whatever, throwing another bottle for this amount, I probably said, oh, all right, why not? More, I've already spent this much. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so you have Correct. control, uh, my understanding, so you can control what you're going to upsell or cross-sell. But where does that embed in? Where do you find it works? Is it like on the – because tracking the package might be too late. Is there like a – for people that there's delay in fulfillment, do you try to get them to jam more stuff in the box you're going to send? Or how do you? I think that what's the there strategy? Are a couple of use cases. It, yeah. Typically, in the first 24 to 48 hours, usually the customers are really hot and they're going to come back and spend more money if they definitely believe in what they're buying. And they're probably missing on some other item that it's not being presented by the time of you know uh, going through the checkout. That's exactly the time uh, where you haven't still fulfill your items and you are trying to combine them with, oh, while we're waiting for the item to get fulfilled, why don't you just come back and look for more items and buy more? At the same time, we're going to combine it in one package and push it out of the warehouse. And the next part is going to be like, oh, by the way, we have updates from your order. It's currently going to the final destination. It's in transit. But just so you know, we have a hard best-selling product that is currently almost out of stock. Come back and check it out. So you're trying to, you know, grab the attention, use that engaging factor and combine it with it's coming your way. Nothing to worry about. Don't go to PayPal and open another dispute, mm. hold the bow, but go to PayPal and spend more money. And uh, on the other hand, uh, output delivery is really a great one. And the delivered uh, event is also uh, super beneficial because of the fact that, number one, what we do definitely different than other competitors. And just so you know, I'm going to open the bracket. It's going to probably blow your mind, but I'm not here to even you know, say more products. I believe that if somebody is really interested into trying it out, give it a shot. We have a three-day risk-free trial. It doesn't, I'm uh, sorry, seven-day risk-free trial or 14-day, we can just throw it up to your audience. It doesn't really matter. You're going to see for itself. If it's not going to pay for itself at the end of the trial, just get rid of it. That's basically it. Mm -hmm. But uh, speaking about the delivered status, what our competitors are not doing, and they can take the, the, the tip that I'm going to share with the audience, we know when it's delivered at the mailbox, at the parcel locker, at the neighbor, at the throne door, you name it. Most of the time, people are going to come back and be like, oh, surprise, surprise, your parcel has been delivered. Do you want to buy more products, complimentary ones, etc.? No, they don't because it's sitting at the mailbox. They haven't still gotten the first item and you're asking them to buy more products uh, over and over uh. again. So we want to go down the rabbit hole, be super specific about the promise and the message. And if it's the right one, they're always going to appreciate it and they're going to spend more money. It makes a lot of sense. Well, 
being able to, so can you tell where it was delivered? That's kind of cool that you say it's in the mailbox or it's, I didn't Correct. know that was possible. That, we have a, a cool case study once again, which is like, oh, we are facing right now some challenges. We tried to deliver, but we're facing animal interference, like a dog is barking or the neighbor's dog is barking and we couldn't deliver the package because we were having some issues with doing so. But other than that, like all the data is coming up from these shipping carriers, but the reason that people are not making money is because they're sending the traffic to USPS, FedEx, DHL. You have no control on that website. You can't really even attach a pixel where it's going to be Facebook or Google or even Wicked Reports pixel. It doesn't really matter. So you're completely losing track of these heavily earned buyers that you're spending thousands and millions on Facebook to acquire them, but you're going to let them go to uh, to FedEx and build FedEx brand rather than just build your own brand and come up with a revenue optimized tracking page, not like a tracking page to track some stupid parcels. I totally agree. Yeah. Because then you're getting that traffic and they might click around, see other stuff you got going on. No, I thought you had a really nice uh, tracking page. It was just well laid out. It just immediately made sense, right? Show the recommended products based on the customer's order. So how, now, so how did, how do they do that? They go and they set up in the app and they say, if this is in the order, then show this or sounds Correct. like how you do uh, it. It's using like a conditional filter and it's always going to exclude what's within the item, but we can have a box which is going to say items in the order, product one, product B, product three, it doesn't really matter. The reason being is that they're always going to double check, oh, should I, uh, did I actually uh, just purchase two or three items or just one, uh, whatever the case might be. But on the other hand, we want to use that specific section to increase the social proof. How? By people coming back for the delivered status. And there is going to be a button which is going to appear, which we, we always can change the CTA by write the product review or leave your honest feedback, but it's going to be seamlessly integrated with Stamped, Yotpaw, uh, Okendo, Unip, if I'm missing uh, looks, judge me. If I'm missing anyone, I apologize about it, but we have seamless <laughs> integration. So right. it's like somebody's getting at the mailbox, they're going to go back to the tracking page. And with a single click of a button, you're going to have an increase by 15 or 20% in the social proof by collecting more reviews on the fly. And this is coming up also as part of a native integration between Clavio and Rush. And let's say looks or candle on Clavio. So it's super easy to be set up. And that's why I, I'm calling it like we are building recipes here. We're not just building some flows left and right. We want to hear the main pain points of the merchant, of the brand owner, of the dropshipper, mm -hmm. and see how we can fix it out ASAP through data. Exactly what you guys are putting up with Wicked Report. You don't need to be blind about what's happening. You need to know exactly who has clicked where, what's happening after the click, where they're going to, how much time they're spending elsewhere, and how we can capitalize on the whole behavior that is happening from order to unboxing and beyond that button, the unboxing. Yeah, well, I, yeah. there's a guy that I like to follow, Robert Fritz, and he wrote a book called The Path of Least Resistance. And his premise was, well, if you have a goal, you got to measure your current reality by the same metric. And you got to face all the issues of the current reality of why that's your reality versus the goal. So I like that approach. It fits in nicely with that. That's how we run Wicked Reports as well. Because we could say, hey, I want to be a 100 million ARR company. And then you're whatever ARR. Well, then what? what why are you there? <laughs> What's the reality of it? You know? Exactly. You got to deal with present reality. So that and it's always evolving, by the way. Right. That must save a lot of customer service. Yeah, just drama and... If you don't save on customer support, you're never going to 
I don't know, grow as a company, in my opinion. It's always going to be super challenging spending X amount of hours, whether you are an e-com merchant or a software as a service company, like you can't afford to spend half of your day dealing with customer support. You need to make sure that your product or service or whatever you're putting up together is really polished enough to handle the customer support on its own. So is it any site? Is it Shopify, any size store can just plug this in or is there like parameters around like what, what's uh, that's a good question to get this thing fired up? I think that's a couple of use cases that I can definitely have in mind. And I've been having some calls with uh, current customers. Number one, we're serving, you know, customers from zero orders to 100,000 orders per month, like huge bolus who are making you know three four five mil per month in revenue and it always comes down to number one understanding the 3po and the supply chain what i mean by that whether you're doing drop shipping from china you have no freaking idea from which house or place the item is going to get shipped out going through the hong kong customs going to the united states whatsoever this is where our feature code less mouth carrier notification is going to fit in because number one we can blacklist the location china per se and we can say replace Hong Kong with Rome, Italy, just for the sake of the demo. Okay. The end consumer is going to think about, oh, item is coming from Rome, Italy, and it's going to approach the United States. But once it's going to enter the US, we're going to listen to USPS as a final uh, uh, carrier, which is handheld, deliver the item. So throughout the whole uh, you know, time of people getting notified, they will never think about that the item is ever coming, coming from China. And if the product is decent enough, uh, they're always going to appreciate it and they're going to come back and spend more money. Number two, if you're dealing with print-on-demand uh, warehouse and in-house fulfillment and you're using, for example, a 3PL somewhere, you can use order tax internally in Shopify and we can split these flows by if it's warehouse number one against warehouse number two because you're going to have a built-in custom reports analytics and we can see which warehouse how uh, likely it's going to perform in terms of processing time and then out of the door and then delivery times and we can split between fedex and dhl and usps all these carriers and we can go down even deeper by splitting by country itself so we can know the minimum the maximum and the average days to deliver so at some point it's it's not going to be like one size fits it all like people are trying to use it across you know different businesses like oh i'm going to use what ezra is putting up together like Ezra is a brilliant marketer, but like Boom by Cindy Joseph is not really applicable sometimes for clothing and apparel because seven products against, you know, a thousand products, it's a whole different ballgame, right? So you have to understand your business from the inside out, how you're going to, you know, optimize your supply chain to use it to communicate better with your customers and set the right expectations. And that's why I'm going to once again repeat myself. We want to not utilize only our own data. But we want to combine the data with third-party applications, with what we hear from the Shopify natively, with what the shipping carriers are providing to us, and you can play with the recipes on its own. And last but not least, I think that uh, the most challenging part in the upcoming Q4 season will be the fact that, an example, 20 or 30% of the items are going to get delayed. Uh, like, that's definitely guaranteed. What's going to happen is that most of the parcels are going to remain in, in, in transit status for at least 20 days before USPS <laughs> or, yeah, or anybody's going to come up with a custom status and they're going to label it as delayed. Then your current shipping software, without naming you know, my competitors' uh, you know, names, 
is going to say, oh, it's been delayed, but it's 20 days in that specific status. What we can do for you, we're going to be calculating the hours on the back dynamically. And we can say, if you see that it's taking on top and it's getting a style status per se, we can say seven days in. And if it's still in transit, send another notification to a customer and let him know that we are seeing that it's, you're facing some challenges and likely a delay is happening on the back. Rest assured, we're going to take a good care of you. And this is calm them down. And this is also going to provide you a reason to bring your customers back in your funnel and they can spend more money because you are not hiding behind the curtains, but you're going after them and be like, we're, we as a brand are going to be here to support you. We apologize about the issue. We're going to take a good care of you. I love that. I mean, it might be a good outbound campaign for you. Delivery status fraud. Because <laughs> yes. it is. And people are going to email in because once it's in, in transit, then then the clock starts ticking in your brain. Like you said, you're like, all right, a couple days within a week. And all of a sudden, whatever the following week after weekend goes by, you be like, where are those pants or that wine or whatever? You're going to be like irritated. And then someone on support has to look it up. Say the same right. damn thing back to the, all the whole batch of customers. I think that's a really strong point that uh, that you'll want to promote because I could see that happening. People being very upset. My first Wicked Reports customer, who's a, a dear friend of mine, is Get Maine Lobster. They ship live and frozen lobsters, so the live lobsters are in dry ice. So if they don't get delivered on time, when they're dead and shouldn't eat them. They can be dead within a couple hours, but not like a We have a chocolate brand, by the way, and we're facing such a great challenge because they, it's going to melt down in no time if melt? it's going to be sitting at the melt box. It's ridiculous. But also with the with the meal, <laughs> the lobster, you're getting a live food delivered on a specific, you have a, he has a custom shipping thing yeah. because you're picking the day you want to cook it. It has to arrive that day. And so <laughs> then if a snowstorm comes into Maine, FedEx is just like, hey, we ain't picking it up today. UPS, he goes back and forth, which everyone's not irritating him. <laughs> and like, it's a lot of drama. People have like Valentine's oh, yeah. Day meals planned or whatever. People are really upset. I mean, and it's obviously it stressful. Yeah. So that would be helpful to know, hey, you know, it says in transit, but it's not showing up. You're screwed. <laughs> Make alternate. That big romantic dinner you're going to propose, you need a new meal. <laughs> Or just, you know, come up with a vegan, you know, a meal and just, you know, present it on the table, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so his upset, so you got me thinking about, so you've automated what we, so I helped him. I'm not a marketer. I'm a tech guy, but I helped him with this one idea way back in like 2011. So we got his cart in Infusionsoft, which isn't built for e-commerce, but that's yeah. what we did at the time because I knew it. And the idea was whenever someone made an order, we immediately we sent an email the next day. Hey, we're packing up your stuff. Would you like us to throw in some clam chowder for 10 bucks instead of <laughs> 15 or whatever the heck it was? And yeah. the AOV in the cart, one out of four was the, uh, one out of five was the take rate. So he just made money. Uh, people are like, oh yeah, I'll take some clam chowder. So website wasn't that good back and it wasn't good enough to, you know, cross sell up. Stuff. Yeah, but the offer was appealing, right? Yeah, people, and like, people enough. like, oh, I do want more because when you get in the, uh, that, yeah, it totally fit the purchaser's mindset. Correct. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm getting the food. Oh, yeah, I want chowder before. It's the New England thing to do. So it was a smart offer made at a good time. So it would work. Yeah, well. and you're totally right on that part because like it's so hard to convince somebody to 
spend any dollars with the fresh new brand that they just you know found out on Facebook and you're just going to stop communicating with them like in that moment like yeah. they just spend money and you'll be like okay fine thank you so much ah, I have your dollars you need to continue on hunting more dollars because they're just in that cycle about I trust you I like what I'm seeing show me more and you you're stopping here like why don't you just show them more nobody's yeah. doing that and we're just simply using that organic behavior about let me take you back to the tracking page and let me show you more stuff. That's basically what we're doing. Yeah, it, it's a genius idea. So I'm glad you thought of it. It's uh, it's killer because... Let me tell you a funny thing, by the way. I, I'm sorry for holding on that part. We have a guy, a customer of ours, who is using one specific subject on Klaviyo. I don't recommend somebody's using it, but like if a parcel is coming into a delayed mode, they will be waiting like seven or 10 days. It doesn't really matter. And they're going to send another email notification and the subject is going to say, your refund is waiting for you. Without a refund to be waiting for them, 90 plus percent open rate. And they're going to once again, bring them back into the funnel. be like, oh, this is probably not for you. But at the same, at the same time, we have some more hot items to offer to your, uh, I don't know, to your friend or to uh, yourself, etc. Come back and spend more money. Like that subject wine is killing it. Like <laughs> tremendous open rate. Your refund is waiting for you. So would he give them one? Because it's because it's delayed, right? So in theory, they could refund. Yeah, like somebody's going to PayPal and almost like opening the dispute and be like, hold on, your refund is waiting for you. But by <laughs> the way, yeah. <laughs> That's an intelligent thing right there. Yeah. That is killer. That is... Um, you never know. Amazing. I mean, you know, crazy guys using some crazy techniques. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you're trying to make sales, you do, you know, it's a forever testing mentality. If you're going to evolve forward, you can't just like, well, rarely I think that you rest on your laurels. You got to always be reinventing, which makes it fun, but it's not for everyone. You know, you definitely don't have to be scared, scared because once again, somebody is trusting you in that moment, use the trust and even enhance it in a sense. So if you're going to be up for them, regardless of the reason, those customers are always going to appreciate it and come back and spend tremendous amount of money and they can become your either VIP clients or your big wells. That's the whole idea. And because these big wells are going to be responsible for likely at the end of the year for 25% of your revenue, only 5 or 10% of your customers are going to bring a whole uh, new chunk on the pie on the table. Yeah, that uh, the 80-20 rule usually holds up. Pretty close. Every single time. The customer is 80% of the rep. Yeah. So we're always trying to figure out, well, we have ways of figuring out for people, here's your best customers. And, here, and as the LTV grows, the ROI, we automatically increment. And they're like, oh, wait, that doesn't look as good in Facebook. I'm like, no, well, they just rebought off the text and then they did <laughs> off an email and then they did this and you got them off Google. So this Google search keyword turns out is worth way more than it looks in Google. That's why you pay us. And then- yes. That, that lifetime value mindset or an average order value and lifetime value in com combination is where then the brands can spend because they have the edge on the competition. They know, hey, the value for this conversion is much higher down the road. So your product just naturally will complement that. Like, let's just get some lift without on autopilot. That's nice. Because you're no more blind, you know how to read the data. And if you know how to read the data, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think that you're gonna face any challenges in future to build a great brand. 
Mm-hmm. Well, this is great, man. Anything else you want to chat about before I let you go on your man? I know it's late there. I'm just going to look at, relook at your amazing. I'm, I'm just, I, see, I was going to post that we got something new coming out. I'm going to post on LinkedIn. Now, like, now I got to update my profile. For <laughs> I can't do my dumb uh, profile now. I need to update mine. <laughs> I can close on that part, by the way, uh, which is number one for all your listeners, if they want to give us a shot. Come here, we're going to throw a 30-day free trial risk-free, regardless if you're doing a 1,000 or 100,000 shipments. We don't really care. Just let us know that you're coming up from Wicked Reports podcast. Our doors open. Our guys are going to support you. They're going to handhold you. We're going to do the heavy lifting for you. We're doing it every single time. We know the recipes. Let us do the heavy lift for, lifting for you. And um, in a matter of one month, if you're not happy, just let us know what the obstacles are going to look like. But... 99% of the time, you're going to be super satisfied with the outcome. And um, don't sleep on three money that you can capitalize in the post-purchase uh, uh, experience. And uh, make sure to always stand up for your customers, regardless of the issue. Because if you don't stand up for your customers, you're likely pushing a customer to go to Amazon naturally and spend their dollars over there. That's great. Thanks. You know, this pod will land in December after Black Friday, Cyber Monday, when people actually will look at, you know, people get very touchy. Our, our average customer does around a thousand sales a day. So yeah, probably need this. So I was pretty pumped that we had you on. All right. Thanks, Kirill. Uh, where, where, so people find you at, uh, I guess the app is rush.app. Correct. One place. And then you get all kinds of places. LinkedIn, I am Kirill. That's with one R. In my pronunciation, not that great. Yes. Anywhere else. I don't know if you're a big Twitter guy or not. I'm, I'm not really on there. But you know. I'm not really. I like Twitter, but uh, not really posting that often. But if you see a crazy about us on LinkedIn, that's probably myself. And you can definitely send me a connect, send me a DM, or just go to Kiro, K-I-R-O, at rush.app and just say hi. And I'm always going to follow up personally on that email. And make sure that I'm going to be providing, you know, first of all, three advice, three tips, three anything before asking for any money in return. Because I believe that stack of value comes for a stack of money after that. (laughs) Everybody likes stacks of money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Take it easy. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one. Bye-bye.